Good morning, everybody. It is a, it's a bit cloudy out there, but that's fine. I'm your host, Jordan Lewis. You are listening to Capital Chat on KINY. And joining me in the studio, I've got three folks in here with me today. It's very full in here that are all from Theater in the Rough. Now, would you like to introduce yourselves for everybody? Because there is a lot of you, and I want to make sure we do all that correctly. <laughs> Good morning. My name's Aaron Elmore. I'm a, one of the co-artistic directors, and I uh, did a lot of design work on the show we're opening. My name is Katie Jensen, and I'm the co-artistic director of Theater in the Rough with Aaron, and I am directing She Kills Monsters. Good morning, Juno. My name is Grady Wright, and I'm one of the actors in She Kills Monsters. Ah, so the three of you, I can relate to Grady the most as the theater kid that I used to be. <laughs> hey, I'm an actor, too. Well, <laughs> I, was, I was never in the directorial role. I just was like, I'm in the show. That's what I do. I don't build anything. I just do the theater part. Okay, but now, obviously, as you mentioned, the big thing that you guys have come to talk to me about is the opening of your new show, She Kills Monsters, on Friday. So what can you tell me about the show? Well, Aaron, um, it's an. Um, I, I, I'll let you go first. Um, I got to build a eighteen foot long dragon puppet for this show. That was uh, once I found out about that, I was in all the way. But the the story itself, as the play was written by Kui Gwyn, it's done right across the country. It's an enormously popular piece of work. It's been done here in Juneau a couple of times. We finally had a chance to read the script and got hugely excited about it. Katie really wanted to direct it because it's hard. Although it has a lot to do with nerds and warriors and monsters and um, ultraviolence, there's also this amazing, tender, sweet story about these two sisters at the heart of this thing. One of them has been killed in a car crash, and the, the sister who survives that tragedy, losing her entire family quite suddenly, finds in her sister's room uh, Dungeons and Dragons module that her sister wrote from scratch for entry-level players. It becomes plain as the play goes forward that really uh, Tilly, the sister who has been killed, wrote this to tell her sister about herself in a way that she just couldn't and wasn't able to when they were alive. And so you, fen you spend the show with these two not only getting to know them but watching them get to know each other in a, in a, in a beautiful new way. And revelations and sharing um, uh, troubles and, and learning about it. it's it's just a spectacular thing and by the end they one of them fights a 18 foot long dragon puppet yeah, I was gonna say it sounded very D&D &D heavy so now that you've just said it is got D&D &D involved I'm like all right makes sense why there's a giant dragon involved yeah yeah it could have just been a pure fantasy setting <laughs> but it's a D&D &D fantasy setting so yes. I find all the more enjoyment out of that yeah, and there is uh, the D and D is really um, is the vehicle uh, for the journey. It's not what the story is really about, and it is also really um, the playwright Kui really dives into what it's like to not fit in um, and not uh, fit in a particular lane, and it's uh, um, and addresses all of the issues uh, that um, young people. Are dealing with now and are still still dealing with is, is hate and um, bullying and um, being young and being queer and not being out yet um, and uh, the, this whole season um, because the next show that we'll be doing is cabaret is the 
theme when we chose the season is the outsiders, those that don't fit in, the forgotten ones, the invisible ones. And this is described as a dramatic comedy. So there are moments of drama and in there of tragedy, true tragedy. Um, and so the dr- monsters that Agnes, the sister that's left alive, is fighting is her grief, is conquering her grief and finding her sister and getting to know who her sister truly was. And also in that, getting to know who she truly is. So there is sword fights. There is all kinds of monsters. There's a huge eyeball monster. There's a... <laughs> gelatinous cube. Gelatinous cube. Ah, the gelatinous cube. Oh, yeah. All the things, all the toys come out. And along with all the drama, it's very funny. Very, 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 very funny. Now, this is... Um, there's two versions of it. This is the most recent version. This is the adult version. So, uh, there is... Uh, uh, it's not the clean, cleaned-up one for high schools. This is the one he originally wanted to have produced. And this, it, you would say it's like the original version of that message. Yes, it is, yeah. and so it digs harder in, and it's got it's got it's got language in it, adult language in it, um, and deals with adult themes. Um, but it is, uh, I think that any kid would relate to it, um, uh, especially you know high school kids. It's, but I I think that any adult would, especially if you've lost someone. I mean, what what an amazing chance that if you had lost someone you had the chance to get to know them again after they were gone. No, definitely. And, and even hearing you kind of describe, you know, the kind of audience that the, the play appeals to, you know, and then I can relate to a lot of those aspects of it too, as much as I am, you know, in many ways, a, a personality at this point, that wasn't, you know, really always the case. I used to be within that sort of outside group, but I, in a large part, I still am when I'm not, you know, doing this sort of a thing. Mm. And so to see that there is that kind of a play that can better elaborate on what that experience is like and better showcase that to a lot of folks, I think is quite important. It's extremely important because uh, more and more with social media, we're being forced to fit a mold or you know look like look a certain way, act a certain way, not say a certain thing, um, and there's. I mean, even when I was a kid, which was a hundred years ago, um, there we were drama nerds, and that's where we went. Um, but there are there are still those that are hiding in the shadows that are only able to come out in these different ways. In uh, and one of them is Dungeons and Dragons, um, and <laughs> my cast are my entire cast are ex- experts, and it's been a, a fast learning track for me. <laughs> Grady, you're a sort of uh, say admitted. You've you've been you've been the road with Dungeons and Dragons, have you not? Okay, full disclosure. <laughs> I may have been a dungeon master for a Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 campaign. Ooh, why 3.5 though? Years ago. It's. You know, you work with the tools you've got, right? <laughs> and 3.5 was what we had. So <laughs> okay. here we go, baby. That's fair. That's oh, fair. Boy, oh boy. But also you learn like, you know, there's that great quote from that Pirates movie. You know, the rules are more like guidelines anyway. <laughs> and, you know, you see this giant tome before you and you're like, you know, maybe we don't need 
all these rules for how to grapple someone in combat. We're just gonna, you know, we're gonna fudge it a little. You know, it's like it's like cooking, right? It's not an exact yeah. science. I, the funniest thing I remember about 3.5 is the fact that you could play a bear. There was no advantage. You were just a, a genuine bear. You got nothing out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing in 3.5. Wow. Yeah. I like to I like to joke that Dungeons and Dragons is the friends you make and the rules you ignore along the way. <laughs> that's very. That's a very and good sentiment. And that's theater. Good boy. Great. Yeah, that is yeah. theater. And I'd also say, you had mentioned you know, it's a drama comedy. I think that's also a good description of... But not only just the show, but how D and D actually is, because oftentimes it's presented as this very high fantasy epic. When really, it's more like an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with fantasy <laughs> stuff going on. <laughs> you have this whole cavalcade of goofy people doing a lot of ridiculous things, and it just so happens to be in this high fantasy or low fantasy, whatever the sort of variant of fantasy setting it is. And so, and that's really the, that heart of that experience. And that's what makes it, I think, so enjoyable for a lot of folks, especially it does for me is that very human element to it that you can explore these very important themes and stories through what on the outside is a very kind of silly thing, but in reality can be very helpful. Really helpful. And it, you know, lets people become their true selves. And you see that as the play goes on, you know, you have our heroes and they're all dressed up, but then you see their real counterparts themselves uh, and, and how the game is, is helping them. And it's beautiful. No, definitely. Then one one more thing I want to ask, because we don't have too much time left. Grady, who are you playing in this, this play? I have to know. So I play Miles, the boyfriend. Ooh. <laughs> and... Oh, yes. Well, Miles, oh, the boyfriend. Gelatinous Q. Yes. I also... So there's... So she kills monsters. There's the real world, quote, the real world. What is this reality, truly? But there's also the Dungeons and Dragons world. And at first, it becomes very clear where that delineation lies. Like, it's like a light switch, but eventually, it it's not as easy to tell, and the lines become blurred. And so at one point, we see the mirror version of Miles. Now, I don't want to give too much away, but Miles, as he appears in the Dungeons and Dragons realm, is a very different creature than the Miles that we see in the real world. Ooh. But how different exactly? And I what think, does that mean for Agnes? I think that's the perfect spot to tease because we are actually out of time. But I would like to thank all three of you for coming on and chatting with me. It sounds like you're going to have a lot of fun with this show over the weekend. And how long is it running for? Uh, we we have a free preview t- uh, tomorrow night at uh, 7.30. And it opens Friday, July 28th. And it runs until August 13th. And you can get tickets uh, through theaterintherough.org or at the uh, through the Juno Arts and Humanities Council. All righty. Well, thank you all for coming on. Stay tuned. We'll have Thanks, more Jordan. Capital Chat here in just a moment. Thank you.